Hello, good morning and welcome to Noah's Window. You know Mary Alice, I've been in a series at New Spring um, in which we've been talking about spirit-filled family living and we've looked at a particular scripture in the book of Galatians chapter 6 over and over where the Bible tells us the person who plants or sows to the flesh will have trouble, death, decay, and destruction, uh, destruction but the one who plants to the spirit will receive life. So this last weekend we did a message called uh, Sowing to the Flesh, a case study and we were looking at the life of David. So I just would like to go back and look at one element of that talk that I really didn't have a lot of time to devote to, but I'd like to talk about a little bit on, today on Noah's window. And it's the story of King David and unfortunately his, um, his adultery and then his subsequent murder. And I don't think there's any other way to say it. Mm -hmm. It was murder, murder of the woman's husband. And it is such a challenging thing for us to wrap our minds around because you know, so often on Noah's window, we read the words of David. Mm -hmm. You know, we read so many Psalms and uh, other elements of David's life that come out of, out of the, uh, the books of Samuel and Chronicles. You know, I, I think really what makes it difficult too to imagine David committing such an awful sin is we probably learn more about worship from David than anybody else. And yet he did plunge into very dark sin. And as we talked about at New Spring this last weekend, uh, he dealt, he suffered with the consequences the rest of his life. And I know a number of you are Noah's window uh, friends who may not go to New Spring, but I would just encourage you sometime to check out the message from this last week and so, so, so that it will help you understand what we're talking about today. But to go back what I talked about to what I talked about a moment ago, there was an element of this story that really resonates with me and it's at the beginning. Because, you know, most people, if they're thinking about 2 Samuel chapter 11, the headline would be, David commits adultery and has the woman's husband killed and suffers all kinds of consequences. And that's true. But to me, there's something ha that happens at the beginning that's a real admonition for all of us. <clears throat> In verse one, the Bible says it was the time, this is 2 Samuel chapter 11. It was the time when kings normally go out to war. And yet the Bible says David stayed home. And for me, I, that really arrests my attention. For one thing, the Holy Spirit never wastes any words. Right. So before we get into this awful story, the Bible's going to give us a little setting. And the setting is, it's a time when kings normally go out to war, but David decides this time he's going to stay home. Um, that's just very interesting to me because it's like David got into trouble because he wasn't where he was supposed to be hmm. and he wasn't doing what he was supposed to do. I mean, how do you, what do you think about that when you hear that? Oh, I think that's true. I think you're designed to fulfill a purpose. And when we step away from that, no matter how, um, well, I tell you what it makes me think about. It makes me think about a lot of people who used to say, you know, I've already done my, I've already done my turn. I'm not yeah. going to do ministry anymore because I've, I've already done my turn. So I think when, when God gifts you and calls you into whatever it is he calls you to do, it's important to continue on. I do too. And I want to make one thing really clear. I, I'm not, I don't think it by any stretch, the Bible is saying rest is a problem because we no, need rest. You know, and it stresses over and over to take sure. rest. And like you pointed out this morning, when we were talking about this before breakfast. You said, you know, God gave the Sabbath to them. So this is not about rest. This is about David having a protracted season of not doing what he did. And, you know, I think I said in the message, if you stop doing what you do, you may stop being who you are. I, I, let me just, I'd like to get your take on something else. 
I'm not sure it was God's will for David to change in this season. But one of the things that I notice is he doesn't have anything to occupy his time. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. the reason why he winds up staring at Bathsheba is he's had a late afternoon nap. He doesn't have anything to do. He doesn't have anything to occupy his time. He's sauntering around on top of this palace and he sees his neighbor taking a bath, which it's not Bathsheba's fault because, you know, from ground level, no one could see where the bath was. It's usually in the courtyard in the middle of the house. So I, what, I, what I see that really stands out to me is David had a change, but he didn't replace you know, what was keeping him occupied before. Do you think that that's a point of danger for Christ followers? Oh, absolutely. And boy, that just screams out at me this generation because we have so many conveniences and how many, how many people, uh, men and women, have gotten in trouble on the internet because they just had a little bit of time to burn and, uh, and ended up going down a road that took them into some really bad places? Well, I do think this is, there's something here, and, and I'm not sure that I fully understand or grasp everything that's here, but I think God made us to be busy. And one yes. more time, I want, I want to stress, that doesn't mean we're not to rest, because I know that some of you who are watching us on Noah's Window, you're very, very busy, and I'm not beginning to suggest that it's the wrong thing to have rest. I mean, we all need that. But I, I do think there's something that's troubling about not having something very constructive, something godly to keep our minds occupied. You know, when we were kids, I think the quote was, uh, an idle mind is the devil's Devil playground, playground or right, a devil's yeah. workshop. Mm -hmm. And I just think it's interesting that you went instantly to talking about our culture today. You know, kids today and adults have so much free time. And I think oftentimes they don't have anything to constructive to keep that going. So they spend hours with electronic media, video games, things you of that know, nature. You just made me think of something else too, because if you, cause you mentioned David in his earlier years and all the Psalms that were written, and, and you've spoken a lot of times on the time that he was, as a shepherd, he was out on the hill, probably by himself or with the sheep or maybe mm -hmm. with other, uh, might've been some other workers in different parts of that, but he had a lot of solitude and he used that solitude to worship the Lord. Yeah. And yet now he's got some solitude, but he's not he's not drinking it. He's not thinking about the Lord's presence. Well, there's a lot of difference between solitude and boredom. Right, right. And and you know, you and I both we enjoy time where we can just focus on God or just time that we can rest our brains a little bit. But and David had that. But even then, think about this though, Mary Alice. Even when he was out there, you know, composing all those psalms to God when he was alone, he was still busy because he was a exactly. shepherd. Exactly. And at this point in his life, he doesn't know what he is. But his thoughts were directed to the Lord. And clearly right. when he was wandering around on the roof, he wasn't <laughs> thinking about the Lord. <laughs> well, that's for sure. That's for sure. Well, I, I don't know where this is gonna lead you in your thinking today of meditation, but I just know this. You can read those awful things in 2 Samuel chapter 11 that David did, and they were awful. But for some reason, when God starts telling the story, he just wants us to understand it was the time when kings were supposed to be somewhere. And for some reason, David stayed home and didn't have anything to occupy his attention. And he wound up getting in a lot of trouble. So for all of us today, it's just an important reminder that there's a reason why God keeps us focused, and keeps us active. And if we don't have something to do with our time, like you just kind of indicated a moment ago, Find something to do that connects with God, mm -hmm. you know? I mean, sitting around watching television, um, 
you know, just sitting and vegging. You know, I, I hear people that will like, uh, I can't think of the term right now, but where there's like some show they get interested. Binge watching. Binge watching. Binge watching. Thank you. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm like, what a waste of time, mm-hmm. you know? Unless you're binge watching on, on sermons or some kind which of... Which is what you do. Which <laughs> one, yeah, I had to quickly say that because I tend to binge watch on sermons. Uh, I, on television, I, if I'm watching television, I'm usually either usually watching a, a documentary or a sermon. Uh, or you're which on I, the deck listening to Or I'm on the deck listening to a sermon. Having your own uh, yeah, Bible you, conference. YouTube is so great because mm-hmm. there's just all these sermons that... I mean, many of these preachers long in heaven... And uh, like you say, I sort of create my own Bible conference because I pick the music that I want to listen to and the sermon that I want to listen to. And sometimes it's kind of interesting because the music will be from, you know, 2022, you know, Christian music, worship music. And then the speaker I'm listening to died in 1960. You know? <laughs> so, but still, I, all I'm saying is it's really important that we fill our time with useful things. And when we rest, we rest, but we don't want to get like, we don't want to be like David who blew up his life because at one season in his life, boredom began to rule and then trouble came after Well, one more point, you know, because we talked about this earlier about the Sabbath because God uh, commands the, the, the rest, really, when yeah. he set things up. But, you know, but he also made that a day of worship. And that's, that's kind of my point. It's not just rest from, from everything. It's, it's rest from the physical labors and things, but in order to rest our body, but also to focus on God. And right. I think if we find those seasons of rest, we want to t- turn our attention to the Lord because absent that, the evil one's going to be vying for our attention for sure. Well, I'm not really sure this point helps us with what we're talking about today, but I do think there's one more thing that's worth noticing, and I'll just throw it in at the end for you guys to know us when to think about. You know, I want to go back even earlier and think, why did David decide to stay home? Because in previous campaigns, he hadn't stayed at home. In fact, he felt he was needed for the battle. Perhaps he felt like those battles were easily won. And he forgot mm-hmm. about the fact that God had been winning their battles all along. Mm-hmm. I think he began to look at battles in human terms. But that's a discussion for another Noah's window. So many things we could talk about. I know. That's what, <laughs> that's what caused these Noah's window, windows to go from five minutes to ten minutes. Well, thank you for being with us on Noah's window today. And one more time, if you didn't get a chance to watch the message... It's on YouTube, it's on our website. And so I would encourage you to do that because this is just a really startling story out of the Bible. Mm-hmm. Mary Alice, would you pray for us today? Absolutely. <clears throat> Father, we just come before you humbly to ask you to help us in, um, as we live our lives to be careful to keep our focus and our attention on you so that we're not susceptible to the temptations and the traps that the evil one lays for us um, in our weak moments and in our inattentive moments. Um, I just pray that you'd help all of us to remember that you are with us all the time. And as we're uh, choosing what to focus on, to be aware of your presence so that you can guide us in our decisions and our thoughts and in our actions. For everyone that's watching or listening to Noah's Window today, I just pray that you would be with each and every one, each and every family that's represented. And I just pray that you guide our steps. Father, we need your wisdom. We need you to protect us and deliver us from the evil one. And keep us away. Keep, Keep the traps from catching us keep us uh, give us wisdom and direct us so that we don't fall into his traps or his deceptions and uh, father we want to give you the glory and the honor and praise for that we we realize that we are uh, weak in our flesh and we have that depravity still with us father but we don't want the evil one to win in our lives we want to be faithful to you 
<clears throat> and I just pray that you would help us even this day as we go forward, that we, our lives would bring honor and glory to you and that we would encourage one another in that. I just pray that you'd be for the, um, with everyone who has specific needs today, that you would provide comfort and provision and, and um, all the things that are needed. Father, I'm so glad that you're such a big God that you know all the details and that you are um, powerful enough and loving enough to meet each and every need that everyone is uh, facing today. We're going to give you all the glory and the honor and praise for all these things and ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, thank you, Mary Allison. Thank you for joining us today on Noah's Window. God willing, we'll be back tomorrow to bring something else from the Word of God that I hope will be an asset to your day. God bless. See you soon.